today is same as yesterday. There is something very interesting about each of our spiritual journeys, and it is this: that the transformation in our lives needs only a spark of a moment. It could sweep through our lives at most unexpected moments and can transform, transform our lives and sometimes through us several lives around us. Matthew is compiling the grand story of Jesus in the Gospel for a predominantly Jewish audience. He is handpicking prophecies one by one to show how they are being fulfilled in Jesus, the Messiah they were waiting for. With minute care, he is presenting the life of Jesus, the work of Jesus, the teaching of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and the accomplishments of Jesus. And between that masterpiece, he sets apart one sentence. One sentence to tell the world of his own story. It is in fact reliving of that transformational moment in his own life. That was verse 9. Each time we celebrated St. Matthew's Day right from 1947, we would have heard about Matthew. We would have take, taken a close look about his call and the salient features of his life. Today, as we relook at his life, I would want to draw three insights for each of us to ponder on. First, Jesus is meeting Matthew in his own term. The tax collector, very different from today's world, was a lowest person since he was an employee of the oppressor. The Roman government was ruling, the people of Palestine was under the Roman regime, they would just auction out pieces of land and say this is the money we want. And the tax collector was then free to squeeze the people of any amount of money. They were told to be corrupt, but more than corruption, they were not liked because they worked for the oppressor. Matthew was one such person, bound to be corrupt, people thought. And his booth was surely a place nobody would have expected a person like Jesus would walk into. It sounds like a very unplanned, unexpected visit. But here is how Matthew draws it out for us. Maybe he's sitting in the booth and he says, Jesus was walking along. Suddenly Matthew says, he then looked around and saw a man called Matthew sitting at the booth. Jesus came all the way near him and told him just two words, follow me. The journey in Jesus, Matthew tells us, is a seeing Jesus. He sees Matthew at a tax collector's booth. 
he, he saw not just Matthew as he was, but he saw Matthew as what he could be. He saw not just the pen that calculated the taxes of the citizens, but also the pen in Matthew's hand that had the potential to write a gospel history for the world. He saw not only the despised tax collector that people hated and loathed, but he also saw the person who could one day change, transform to the eternalness of sainthood, one who would be remembered years later in a small suburb called Ashburton on St. Matthew's Day. He saw far beyond what Matthew was when he saw him. The first question I want to leave with you this morning is this. Do we have this eyes of Jesus to see beyond the here and the now? To see beyond the what is? To see beyond the imperfections? Many a times our relationship gets strained because we only see the imperfections of the now. Despite the imperfections of the now, Jesus sees what Matthew can transform to be. The seeing Jesus is also a visiting Jesus. He walks straight into the tax collector's booth. Sometimes we might be taken by surprise at the visiting Jesus. He comes in into the unexpected spheres of our lives in unexpected ways. He sometimes meets us exactly where we are. If I ask you this question this morning, where are you today? You might try and say, we are at St. Matthew's worshipping. But if I ask that question again, where are you actually this morning? The search for the answer could also lead us to where we could genuinely encounter Jesus. The visiting Jesus is also an inviting Jesus. Follow me. That's all he said. And it was an invitation into the joys and adventures of traveling with Jesus. The journeys of miracles on one side and the journey of the cross, the journey of the salvation, the journey of pain and rejection on the other side. In all our stories of discipleship, we also try to look at this point when we responded to these two words of Jesus. Follow me. Jesus of Nazareth always comes asking disciples to follow him, not just accept him or merely believing in him or worshipping him, but to follow him. One either follows Christ or one does not. There is no compartmentalization of the faith. There is no realm, no sphere, no business, no quality of life in which the Lordship of Christ can be the whole Lordship. We either make him the Lord of our lives or we deny him as Lord of anything in our lives. Jesus told him, follow me. Secondly, in this text, we must note that Matthew follows Jesus 
without an excuse or any attempt to procrastinate. Whenever people heard the call from Jesus, there were usually several excuses that immediately sprouted up. I cannot come. I cannot come to the banquet. Don't trouble me now. Some people said, I have just married a wife. I've just begun my family life. How do I follow you now? Some people said, I've just brought me a cow. I've brought a field. I'm just beginning to do my business. Not now. Some others say, I have other commitments. Not now. I feel some commitments that cost a pretty sum. How do I follow you now? Pray, hold me excused. I cannot come. When at times we see there is some strength in the call, sometimes the response is, not now, later. Why not later? May I first go bury my father and come? May I first go kiss goodbye to the dear ones and come? Matthew, but here, finds no excuses to offer. He saw the great possibilities in the call, just stood up and followed Jesus. Pablo Picasso once said, only put off until tomorrow what you are willing to die having left undone. I quote him again, only put off until tomorrow what you are willing to die having left undone. When faced with two equally tough choices, most people choose the third, not to choose. God has promised forgiveness to our repentance, but He has not promised tomorrow for our procrastination, Augustine of Hippo once said. Every duty that is bidden to wait comes back with seven fresh duties at its back, our teachers once told us. Matthew had no excuses. Matthew did not put off to tomorrow when Jesus said, follow me. It is that Matthew we remember on St. Matthew's day. And finally, we find the Jesus who is becoming part of the home. He sat at Matthew Matthew's home for dinner. The tax collector, the so-called sinner, and the marginalized of the society, they were all part of the home. The Pharisees, who always had this I am holy and you are a sinner attitude, had a quarter off to point fingers. But here, we find a Jesus who is at ease to people in the margins. Who is at ease whom others, whom others pointed fingers and called sinners, who is comfortable with people in the peripheries, who continue to engage with them with the core and essence of the gospel. Jesus uses three very powerful sentences in this text. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. And if you are sick, he reminds them, I and the great physician. He tells them, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And also reminds them, I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Chesterton once said, Christmas 
is built upon a beautiful and intentional paradox that the birth of the homeless should be celebrated in every home. Jesus was born homeless. Matthew also acknowledges it. But then he is celebrated in each home. And Matthew, in this small passage, tells us one simple thing. Jesus visited me. Jesus visited my home. Jesus sat with my friends. The world pointed fingers and said, my friends were publicans, tax collectors and sinners. But Jesus came to my home and said, I have come for them. Jesus is my Lord. On yet another St. Matthew's day, do we see Jesus passing by? Is he seeing each one of us by name, sitting somewhere here? Is he calling us, follow me? Is he telling us, I am coming home with you today? Is he inviting us to a life-transforming journey, not only of ours, but in and through us, that of several people like that of Saint Matthew? Let us therefore this morning, as we come before the Lord's table, acknowledge that we need a fresh touch from Jesus. O oh Lord, how I wish to follow you, eternal love in your path. O oh love, how I wish to love you, adorable one in all your ways. You alone is all I need, co-sojourner in this journey. Your power is enough to carry me through in any trial of life. Your voice is enough to show me the way in the journey through life. This is a Malayalam song, the Mori will now sing for us. We will just meditate on what we heard and what is in the text. In St. Matthew, in his explication of his call and following Jesus. I think we find in this terminal, oh, how I love to follow you.